you are the podcast master. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you guys had a great weekend, getting ready to uh, go out and kill this week. Hopefully, you guys are, are doing something that puts a smile on your face each and every day. I know I am, uh, especially when it comes to doing this podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. The first of at least two podcasts that will drop this week. And hopefully, you've already hit the subscribe button, so you got the notification that this one's out. If not, you stumbled onto this by accident, or you had to go searching for it, hit that subscribe button. While you're there, make sure you drop us one of those easy little five-star ratings. Drop a review in there, because believe it or not, I actually do go read, and uh, I love hearing your feedback. But the best way you can give us feedback is, is screenshot when you're listening, and tag us in your Instagram post, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is tag me so I know that you're first of all listening second of all give us your feedback let me know what you think you know about every episode because this podcast is geared towards the listeners and so I want to know what you guys honestly think of each and every episode so uh, make sure you're doing that if you don't mind I promise you it's greatly appreciated this conversation marks the return of Rocket Ryan to the podcast. You'll remember from episode 21, Blissful Ignorance. He, myself, my cousin Sammy, we sat down and just honestly had a really ignorant podcast, but it was a lot of fun. This is a much different perspective in terms of, of Rocket, where he's at in his life, a guy that I've traveled a million miles with and uh, announced earlier this year his retirement from the rodeo world. Uh, obviously, he's spending a lot more time being a father, getting more into the outdoor industry. He's a guy that you know really kind of helped push a bigger door open for me into the outdoor world and, and just learning more about the outdoor industry. So uh, he's also the creator of Elk Madness, which many of you may be following, may not be following. You should start now on uh, Instagram as well. So He's a lover of the outdoors. He's a lover of his family and friends. He loves the Western sports world. And uh, I love the fact that he sat down with me during this uh, little conversation and, and talked about everything. It was an open book. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know what you think. I'm paying attention. So yeah, give me your feedback. Otherwise, sit back, relax, put a smile on your face, damn it, and listen to my conversation with Rocket Ryan. So my dog just, uh, I think he's trying to jump in the bathtub. He's super, super hot. Thank you, by the way, for saving me because I was about to embark on a whole lot of honeydews at the house <laughs> and I started cutting trees down and lo and behold, here you are. Wait, so, you didn't, you've never cut a tree down in your life. I actually was in the process of cutting down some trees. You were in the process of looking up how to cut down trees on YouTube. No, for the first time in my life, I'm using the time that I have. Um, and, and trying to use it to be productive. So that's a whole video. So, you know, there's a, a whole world of PBR fans out there that have no idea that you know how to do any work. The, and, and I'm okay with that because <laughs> once people start to find out somebody knows how to do anything, manual labor, then all of a sudden they start expecting it or wanting help on things. It's a good point. I'm good. That's I don't know point. anything other than talking. And that's what we were talking about a minute ago. Um, we, we were talking before this started about, some really crappy podcasts out there. <laughs> um, don't go there. No, but it, it's funny to me how people don't understand that a podcast, to me personally, it's not an interview. It's just like it's sitting down having a conversation. And the the point of all of this is there's still people out there that do the old old rodeo announcer. When they get on a podcast, all of a sudden, they change their voice, and here they go. It's WKRP Cincinnati. I, I don't get that. You just aged yourself. 
When well, that I was like four years old. When that was <laughs> <laughs> well, that and the, well, you know, Matt, you were 90 points on that bull. Uh, tell me how that made you feel. Yeah. Uh, duh. <laughs> felt like 90. Felt 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 good car handled well but but that goes to show you though like it's it's not easy it's not easy telling stories and i don't think everybody has that gift no i agree i'm not i'm not by any means anywhere near where i want to be as far as the caliber of of storytelling skills Mm -hmm. that, that i want to develop but Man, there's just some people in the world that are bad at it. How how far do you want to develop that? Like, do you want to go Bobby T far on telling stories, or do you actually want like some of them to have some truth involved? <laughs> <laughs> Never let the truth stand in the way of a good story. I don't know. Who do you think's the best storyteller ever? Oh gosh, well it depends. Like, if you're talking complete BS, I don't know. I'd have to put like, I mean, Roger Mooney can tell a mean story, but you can't believe any of it. <laughs> you know, Bob Tallman tells a great story, and you believe it just because he makes you believe right. it. Right. Yeah, but you know, I just I, I I think yeah. I mean, rodeo announcers, you're in the right position, right? Like you guys are storytellers by trade. You're you're painting a picture, so I, I think that yeah. All my favorite story. Maybe that's just because of the career that I've spent a lifetime in. Just like you, all all the story, best storytellers I know are rodeo announcers, right? So, uh, yes and no. I, I obviously I love pro wrestling, and I think Jim Ross is one of, if not the greatest storyteller of all time. I think he and Clint McSpadden, yeah, I got a picture. I was, right just up there I was looking you. right, that's Jim Ross right behind you on yeah. the wall. Yeah. Uh, by the way, for those listening, we are in the, I don't know, what would you call this? You, we would call this the main world office. Head, world headquarters. Yeah. Of Westfit yep. slash Matt West now yep. podcast slash yep. metal. I like uh, it. Fixing to, I, I keep talking about embarking on all these other quote unquote endeavors we yeah we we've been we've been on the hunt for some new businesses and um i think we're starting to kind of narrow it down but that's neither here nor there i also appreciate you getting here when you did because you got here just in time to to actually help me do some work no i carried water i carried like three cases of water and that was it for the day it took you 35 minutes to carry three cases that's the most working out i've done in the gym and well, a while. I will say this is probably the longest you've spent in a gym. It's true. Well, I read one time that, you know, it's very important to take, you know, adequate rest periods between workouts. You're just not supposed to let them last more than five years. I I, I always, there's a couple of guys in the gym right now, and I always give them crap because what I say? You know, getting a good set of seated yeah. sit downs. Yeah. Were- <laughs> seated sit downs are, are a lot down. of people's favorite workout in the gym. I believe they were working on their storytelling skills is what they were doing. Instagram stories. Instagram. That's what they were doing. <laughs> so you go to the gym in your West Fit tank top. You there's inst- a bunch of them in here. Right I, now, oh yeah, actually. it's weird, right? But like, and then you Snapchat or or Instagram story yourself. Right. Then you go home. Basically, okay. a lot of people will get in a tanning bed for a few minutes. Oh, I like that. We got a Although, couple of those. Here. It's 112 degrees in Delaware, Nowata, Oklahoma. Why do you need a tanning bed? Just go mow the lawn. Well, and I started to say you can't run around your house naked. Uh, you can't run around the yard naked. But again, you mentioned we're in Oklahoma. So yeah, I guess you can. I think we saw a naked guy just a minute ago. <laughs> I promise you it won't be the first. Uh, we were talking about here at the gym. There's a, a big TV. And it has all of the security cameras around the property. Mm-hmm. You notice that they're very, very clear. I mean, they're high definition. They look good. Yeah. And uh, what was the question you asked me a minute ago about them? Uh, oh, I asked you what, what their main purpose was for your business, whether it was like security worrying about theft or, you know. Or Not so much theft. Covering your butt. 
like insurance uh, situation. Like you got to have record if somebody hurts themselves. Not so much insurance. Uh, or is it either. just for when Haley Proctor falls on the treadmill? Well, you want to know really what the cameras have been used for lately. And you probably don't know this, but I actually work hand in hand with law enforcement here in, in the area. Really? Yeah. Um, our cameras were used just less than two weeks ago to help solve a drive-by shooting. Um, you're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I'm not kidding what? you. And you're looking at the screen right now. If you look down on that bottom right-hand corner, uh-huh. uh, we have a surveillance camera that actually shoots out into the street, which covers our parking lot. And you can kind of see across the street through the intersection. There was some shots fired in that vicinity here not too long ago. And uh, the chief of police called me and he said, hey, uh, you got a second? I said, well, I'm gone, but, you know, my staff, i.e. my dad's in the office. So, <laughs> You're Ralph. Um, so, yeah, they came through here and they figured out exactly who it was, when it happened. They got it all documented. So realize it's out here a fighting crime. crime. It's a high crime neighborhood. I should go lock my truck. You No, it's probably. Don't worry about it. Yeah. If your truck's unlocked and it's been unlocked this long, <laughs> it's, it's, I'll take what, you home. It is what it is. <laughs> can you imagine you've actually you've had some stuff stolen twice twice on the road now i have had a break-in and which i mean i don't know i would think that that's something that most everybody that does what we do has had happen at some point i've had it twice once in mesquite texas and once in billings montana really like a, in both times straight up noon not at night middle of the day middle of the day i'm in a restaurant eating lunch i come out somebody has broken into the truck stolen Everything. I'm talking laptops, uh, a pistol. At one time, it was a gun. That stolen. was down in Texas. Yep, Texas. They stole just my pistol. Having lunch. Yep, just having lunch at Johnny Carino's. So who has the guts to do that? And they had to be pros because my lock was frozen and then punched out, like with like a can of Freon or something. They were like what? walked up, sprayed it. This is the cop told me this. Like, oh yeah, that's what they do here. I'm like, okay, then why do you not stop them from doing that? That's that's right. bad. Totally knew what happened. He's like, oh, yeah, they just rolled up. Guy just gets out of the truck like he's getting out, going to the restaurant. They freeze your lock with with deal, and they've got a little punch. Pow! Punches that lock out. You just told a lot of people how to break into a vehicle. I think you still have to have the stuff, right? You got to have the, the right stuff. stuff. Yeah, the stuff you just described? The like stuff. You can just go to the store and buy? available in stores. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, COVID. Um, yeah, it was bad. Anyways. It's all everything. So um, that was like the beginning of like six weeks on the first rodeo of, of like a six week run. I remember me. that. So I had to like, I had to get like kind of a expedited insurance because that apparently that's covered under your homeowner's insurance. Which I don't understand that. Yeah. I'm in my car. Yeah. But a lot I'm not of places complaining. say it's an extension of your homeowner's, yep. right? It, it absolutely is. Your, your vehicle apparently in, in inside is, is a, so they did they covered everything or you know less the deductible which your homeowners deductibles are generally higher you know a thousand or twenty five hundred right but i mean they stole six or eight thousand dollars it was like a six or eight thousand dollar claim man that's that's so crazy yeah. i just don't understand why people have like like they work harder at not working uh, than they do at just go get a job don't get me started on thievery i i don't that's the one thing that i don't I have no time for it. If I had walked out mm-hmm. while somebody was in my truck, I would have been the one going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm not prison. that tough, but I'd have yelled and screamed at him or something. Well, I'm not that tough either. I just have zero tolerance for idiots. Mm. And that's why like, it's so hard for me to turn the news on right now. Because the 
okay, this is a very simple equation for me to understand. I don't know why a lot of the rest of the world isn't on the same page I am. But when your cities are seeing elevated amounts of crime and uh, murder, why would you want to get rid of the police? Yeah, that, I don't understand that. That's one I don't understand. This whole that's like, de- man, I defund. got explosive diarrhea. Yeah, take all the toilet paper out of the house. Absolutely. What do you What are you thinking? What are they going to accomplish? I don't know, but I'll tell you, it's a it's a tough time to be a. I feel for anybody. A lot. Of, I have a lot of friends in law enforcement, as do you. Mm-hmm. What a tough and crazy time. I'm so happy that Megan. Uh, mm. uh, she got out. At, honestly it was god's timing we started talking it was very difficult for me to you know to date somebody that was in law enforcement just because i was nervous all the time mm-hmm. and then i thank god that things happen the way they did because now you know she's she's out and and i want to encourage everybody she talks about this on leanne hart's podcast they, which i listened to today so good it was a good podcast i uh and i got really lucky i got really lucky in the old you know, it department, the thing. Mm. Um, but you understand though, that at some point she's going to see the truth and then it's all over. The jig is up. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, you've outpunted your coverage, oh, obviously by leaps and bounds. And everybody pretty much tells her that. Yep. So eventually, she's I don't understand why she's still everybody. here. <laughs> you know, we, we, we actually did that. We, we were talking earlier about, you know, we both got pretty lucky in that department because they they understand that the lives we lead are not simple. Mm-hmm. They're very difficult. Yep. We travel a lot. Absolutely. Um, and, and and you've got a little one at home now. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of dogs, a horse, five cats, uh, your probably do- a skunk. One of your dogs weighs. I, 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 one of your dogs weighs more than like all of Scott Grover's children. Like <laughs> and I, Scott Grover. Yeah. Well, that's fair. <laughs> he weighs like ninety seven. That's pounds. a great. Do you think that your dog? Which one of your dogs is the heaviest? Uh, that'd be two? burst. I know male. one has a weight issue. I he know. he has. He's on thyroid medicine. I, we talk, I could. <laughs> I can't even talk about this. I know one is a weight issue, but hopefully it's, he's not listening right now. He's upset about it. He would be sad. He <laughs> he's so moody. He's he's my little buddy because dogs have personalities. Oh like, my god! I, I'm I love animals, but um, but he does has that a dog way more than Scott Grover. I think this is like a fair question that that needs exploring. I don't know how much Scott Grover weighs, but I do know this: Burris has lost weight. The last time we took him to the vet, which was just maybe a week and a half ago, uh, the vet said he has lost weight. The thyroid medicine is getting his weight under control. He is down to 130 pounds, I believe, is what it was. 125 or 130. I don't remember. I think that's going to be close. But he was down. And I think I think he probably weighs more than Scott Grover. Yeah, for now, sure. Now, Scott has a hat on different ball game yeah he wears a big hat well and i i only bring up scott grover because you know as some people know like i'm done this year this is my retirement year and i, I was had gonna one save scheduled... that for the big crescendo at the end of the podcast oh did i just ruin it yeah you ruined it Ruin it. well timing is everything uh, the reason you're retired i was gonna say okay retiring quitting being forced out whichever but i was supposed to work <laughs> one with scott grover this year and i was supposed to work one with you this year right and both got canceled and that bums me out because I would have liked to to work one with each of you my last year, because the three of us kind of all 
started very early in our careers working together a little bit too. I feel like you're going to be like the old retired pro wrestler, like Ric Flair's had probably five, six, seven retirements. No, nope, not doing it. You say Everybody that. Everybody keeps saying that, but I'm not doing it. I'm I'm sticking. I'm sticking hard to it. You say that, but but I also know how much you love this industry and how much you love the job and you love being in front of fans, and that is hard to let go. Of. Like I get it when. When I listen to old sports, you know, old athletes or old um, pro wrestlers, uh, you hear it a lot. They they really miss the interaction with the fans. Mm-hmm. The energy. And, you miss the energy, I think, is, is they're probably in mm-hmm. the same boat, right? That energy. You feel it as an announcer. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at. That month that we sat at home, it was hard. Mm-hmm. As much as I enjoyed being home, I missed being able to see smiling faces, being able to respond to the energy yeah. that that other people have. Honestly, though, that's where I'm lucky because I I am I'm walking away from being a barrel man. I am not walking away from the rodeo business. You know, as you know, I'm also a music director and, and have gotten busier and busier doing that the last number of years, and and so therefore I still get to go to some rodeos. I still get to feel that energy. I still get to have all of that. I just don't have to get put makeup on or get hit in the barrel anymore. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I just, I I don't know. And it's, I can't work the barrel anymore. You know, I don't think that that's fair. You know, that, that, that has bothered me for a number of years. Like, I think that that's part of the job. If you're not, if you're not a a barrel man working a barrel, then you shouldn't be taking the jobs from guys that can. So that's something that's bothered me. And so, you know, it just, it was the right, the right time. Like I had a big yearbook this year. My retirement year was going to be awesome, but you know, we all know how that it, it is what it is, but I wasn't going to, well, okay, then I'll just put it off. I'll, I'll, I'll do it again next right. year. But it was, it was it. I got to work Belton, which was the one that I wanted to really retire at. Right. And so that was it. You're kind of like rascal flats. Yeah. You know, they were going to hang it up oh, and then all yeah. of a sudden they got tour planned and now you don't really know what's going to happen. Well, I know what's going to happen. I do. Can, you? can I tell you why I know what's going to happen? I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen, but can I tell you why I know what's going to happen? Uh, are you, you know gonna... who the newest F3 media client is? Gary. Rascal Flats. Oh, really? And Gary. Really? Yeah. We, we uh, JT and the team were just in Nashville this last week doing a closed video shoot with a closed performance that they did at the Opry with no people in it. Really? You want to see something weird? Go to the Grand Old Opry. Do a performance watching. with no people. I've been watching. They they've been doing it every weekend. And um, Can you imagine being there, like and feeling like that's that's hollowed ground, and there being yeah. no. And we've all had. I mean, you've had to do it. Like how 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 were those events that you got to do those closed events? Like it's different, right? Yeah, it is different. But I put it like this. I put it in my brain. You know, in a sense of that is something that I have a memory of that I'll have the rest of my life. And 30, 40 years from now, we'll look back and go, man, remember the COVID year where we didn't have any fans? Yeah. Like, think about that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a mark in history. Oh, man. And I've got got a friend that's been hosting, so they have that circle all access. Mm -hmm. um, And and every weekend, they've been doing a, a Grand Ole Opry show. And my friend Natalie has been hosting part of that. Her and Bobby Bones have been kind of switching off. So it's it's been interesting. And as a, a lover of country music, which I know we both are, mm-hmm. man, it's so cool to see some of just some of the acoustic performances. Like listening to Vince Gill play with just a guitar in the Grand Ole Opry is it's amazing. Oh yeah, and and it tells you too, like those those artists, like they need to perform. 
I mean, it's an outlet. They they have to. They can't just sit at home and be like, oh well, I got three four months off, you know, so whatever, I'll go do this or do that. They have to. They, you know, it's in them. They need to do that. So they have found and been very creative in ways like all the Facebook lives, all the YouTube streaming, all the. There's been some super cool ways that those artists have still put that out there. I mean, look at a guy, a mutual friend of ours, Andy Griggs. Yeah, I bet Andy is busier. And more relevant right now at this moment because of COVID. Mark. Like his his online presence has been insane. And I've always preferred Andy. Andy is one of those artists to me that if he was sitting right here in your office with a guitar and we were all just BSing and he was playing and picking, I'd like him better like that than anything else. Like Absolutely. He's just a true, true artist. Absolutely. Right? So those guys are, I don't want to say thriving because they're probably not making as much money, but they're right. thriving in their in their brand, like they're building, they're, they're utilizing what we've got yep. to continue to build their brand. I think it's another awesome. mutual friend of ours, Mark Wills. Mm-hmm. Um, every Monday, I believe it is now, you know, he's doing these, these live shows from the bunker there at his house. Yeah. And it's so cool because a couple of things, one, that's the music I love. Yeah. You know, I, I love Griggs and Daryl and, and Mark mm-hmm. and, and people like that. And to see new fans, because of social media absolutely start to see that it it like gives me this great immense joy for people that i that i know and i'm a fan of yep i'm with you i I think it's awesome it's neat to see (laughs) what's really funny is when a 18 year old will say hey matt i was just watching this new guy on facebook he's awesome his name's andy griggs yeah you got to check him out be like wow Wow. Okay, I was line dancing to Andy Griggs songs in my in my brush popper shirt back in the '90s, man. You know what's funny is I got a picture with Griggs before. This is like, bam, right out of high school when I was interning at the radio station. Griggs came through and played the the Canes Ballroom, and this is at the height of his kind of uh-huh. you know popularity. And we didn't know each other at the time. And I keep saying I got to find this picture because I'm fat. I have this really ridiculous goatee. He's super young and probably had like blonde tips in his hair or something like, you know, like all the 90s guys did back oh, yeah. in the day. The fancy hair. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's crazy how life works, man. It's Speaking crazy. of that, era, I, you know, a, a, a new friend of mine, an old friend of yours, recently sent me some pictures of you from that era that I'm saving for a rainy day. <laughs> So and yeah, the fat, ridiculous go to yeah, descriptive. It's, it's right, but yeah, and Nailed I now it. have in my possession. So yeah, hit me up on the DMs if you want to see some of that. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's not do that because that friend you're talking about is, it, it, and it's so random how small the world is because yeah. I I didn't even realize where you picked up that name, and then all of a sudden. I remembered I had posted something on Facebook. He commented, and then you were like, how the heck do you know yeah. so-and-so? So weird. And he he's actually going to be like a new work colleague with this new career shift that I'm going into. Like, how crazy. Just a small world. Keep in mind, and we're, we're talking about a friend of mine named Zed, who still to this day, and we might talk once every couple months or whatever, but one of my best friends in the world. In college, we were inseparable, um, except for those certain circumstances in those instances where he went to class then yeah, we were easily absolutely separated doing that right then um your college friends are kind of the ones you really only want to talk to 
once every couple months because yeah. they know where all the bodies are buried. And right? just on the phone. Yeah. You don't want them coming around. Oh, they don't family. come to the house, meet the family. No. Like, have you been invited to supper <laughs> with his wife and children? No, of course you have not. The funny <laughs> thing about that is his wife was around then. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so now that they have kids, it's like, hey, good yeah. to see you. Let me tell you a little story about daddy. Oh, man. It, it's so funny, though, like how we all kind of how, how life changes people. Oh, man. Because I, I go back to what we were talking about a minute ago. Never in a million years thought that you would have a kid no. that you knew about. No. <laughs> I do check the mailbox every Father's Day in fear. <laughs> I don't want to get a card from an unknown return sender. Golly, no, can you I, imagine? I, that's a, a complete, I mean, that's, you get older and things change. And I, I would be the first person to tell you, absolutely. I was never getting married. Yeah. I was never having a kid. Right. So uh, two strikes, I was wrong. So I don't know what happens. I'm not saying never anymore because I don't want to know what the third strike is going to bring. We're in the same boat because I said uh, I would never own horses again, and I sure as heck wouldn't have cats. I would never let dogs in the house. and Dogs all in the house, the- nothing. Those dogs are in your lap, in your recliner, watching TV. You're like that guy. And I've talked about it. You haven't seen it yet, but I've talked about it. We built a dog room. We built a whole room on the house. <sighs> this still This hurts my head. And they don't use it. I use it. It's it's my doghouse, essentially, is what it is. When I get in trouble, I go sit in my recliner in the dog room. Like, you should have, when you built that, you should have called it something. Like, this is the sunroom, or this is the, like, give it a name, the dog room. Like, I kind of dig it, though. The dog room. Like, we might start doing all of our podcasts from the dog room. Oh I, I dig it. It's It's got two big poster-size photos of the dogs up. They have their own photos they have on their the own, wall? They have their own f- posters. I'm not talking like a little 8x10 or 5 by 7 Like a fathead? Like you would go to Walmart and buy one of those posters. You, remember that? So the remember same thing is the poster group? that you have of yourself. Basically. In the, right. Basically. So they learned It's not it quite you. as big. Yeah, this whole gym. If you've never been here to the West Fit Gym <laughs> in Nowata, Oklahoma, you can't take four steps without seeing a huge photograph on the wall of Matt West in a tank top. It's that, it's eerily, it's strange. That's but not true. It's and, everywhere in here. I think I, most of them are done in one photo shoot when Click Thompson was here. Matt well, blew them all up, and the gym is wallpapered with his own photo. I'll tell you why Narcissistic, that's not true. Narcissistic, I don't know. But. I'll tell you why that's not true, because it would take time <laughs> to hang photos on the wall, and that is something I have obviously not done here. No, no, not here, not anywhere. <laughs> Everywhere you've ever lived that I've ever visited you, you have all this memorabilia from all the world travels. I mean, you collect. You've always been good about that. Like, I didn't start that till I got older, but right from the beginning of your career, you were smart enough to, like, collect photos or ask somebody for something you know why wall of fame but all that shit stuff just sits on the floor and leans against the wall because you've never hung it up but and you know why i i've i've been good about that because i would always go to clem mcspadden and i'd beg him to give me advice and the one piece of advice he would say is take pictures with everybody you work with take pictures with everybody you meet anything that you think could be a memory for your grandkids your great grandkids uh friends family like just consume all of that. It's fantastic advice, Matt, because it's you, you get you just kind of get tunnel vision in in this career because you're going and you're going everywhere and you're doing all these things and you just it, it's a little bit different now because now we're in the Facebook era and stuff right. and so you're posting stuff digitally and of course that lasts forever, right? But when I started, there was none of none of that, right? You know, what I mean, like I had to be taught how to do MySpace at thirty some years old. You know, like it was that was never never so. All of my early years, like 
if it wasn't a photograph that was taken and printed and handed to me, mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. So it's it's tough. Like that's that's a great piece of advice. And and it's something that that like I carry through. Not, it's not just in our industry. It's not just in work. It's just in life. And Megan and I were talking this week. We went to Hobby Lobby, and I said. We need to start printing out these pictures. I know everything lives on the web, mm-hmm. but I also know we live in a world in a society where that stuff could disappear in a second. Yep. And so I'm going to go old school. And, and I told her, I was like, you're in charge of scrapbooking from now on. I want to have those yep. photo albums sitting around the house so that when people come over, people come to the office, what have you. Well, it's weird because like, I, as you know, and probably everybody that's ever met me for five minutes and I was like, I'm a huge hunter hunting is my life hunters have done that forever it's taxidermy right right? like i sit in my recliner at home and i look up at the wall and i can you know oh that's that deer i killed in montana and i can remember vividly every moment Mm -hmm. of that hunt because of that memory on the wall so i've been doing it forever as a hunter i don't know why i didn't do it automatically you know what i mean in the in the rodeo business i mean We've been everywhere. You know, you know how many pictures, like when we spent those weeks over in Australia? Yeah. You know how many pictures I have from that? Not None, enough. Not yeah. one. Not one picture printed out. Right. You yeah. know, I know they exist yeah. on Facebook. And every time when you, the memories pop up in Facebook, I'm like, man, that picture of me and Matt and the Aborigine guy with the didgeridoo, I need to print that out. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I know about. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so, but we just, I just don't do it. Yeah. I think we all... I think we really, we need to be better at that because not selfishly. And and I think that a lot of times people think that, well, I'm not so egocentric. Well, no, it has nothing to do with you. It's my family enjoys seeing those things. I enjoy going to somebody's, my favorite thing in the world Mm -hmm. is I've never been to Throgmorton's house, but you've told me about it. When, when, when I go to somebody's house or when I am sitting in someone's office, Jim's in particular that I, I spend so much time at Jim's on the road walking around looking at the walls yeah, yeah. to see who's been there mm-hmm. or to see who's signed a picture to such and such. And that's what we right now mm-hmm. are in the process of doing here at the gym because, you know, we've got uh, world champion Jess Lockwood, world champion Shane Proctor, world finals champion Ryan Dirty, Eater, you know, uh, world champion Haley Kinzel. All have been in this gym. Yeah. All have worked out. Vin Johns, American Ninja Warrior. Um, and I want a little piece of everything. Absolutely. Because... It's cool to me to go see, you know, who you've been hunting with Mm -hmm. because, I mean, let's be honest, like we live a life that is very, we're fortunate to get to hang with some cool people. Uh, Yeah. And you take it, you know, for the first 10 or 15 years, you take it for granted. Mm -hmm. You just can't help it. I mean, because everything's happening so fast a lot of times. I I feel sorry for the people that think they're too cool to ask people for photos or things like that. I, you know, I think for a lot of years too, there's two parts to that because I never thought I was too cool, obviously, because I still don't think I'm cool. But uh, the, I, I mean, it's embarrassing. It's hard. Like, you, yeah. you know, me and you have talked about that. Like, you don't want to be like super fan, you know, like, yeah. hey, could we get a picture? You know, or or especially like if you're in a group of your peers, you know, you're doing media together or something. And, you know, you're, you know, you're there and another an announcer and a music guy and a producer or whatever. You don't want to step out of that group and be like, hey, can I get a picture? But how many people have ever come up to you and went, man, stay away from him. He just asked me take a picture true nobody yeah it's it's not a big deal and i think there's a lot of times in life that things are bigger to us than they are to anybody else true well i mean think about the amount of times that this this is going to come out making it sound like we're conceited but how many times people have wanted to take a picture with us at an event 
Has it ever bothered you? No, not one time. Not me. Never. I'm surprised every time, but I love it. I, I'll take a picture with everybody. You know, we've stayed two hours after events are over, yep. you know, just taking pictures and talking to, to fans, you know, and they're, they're fans of the sport. They're not our fans. They're fans of the sport. So let me clarify that, right? I don't have fans. They're fans of the sport that want a little piece of something Memories. from that event to take home with them that night, you know, and I'm a very visible part of that event being the guy in makeup. So it's, it's easy. You want a picture with the, the rodeo clown. So, so yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it's weird. So I guess, yeah, if you were to ask somebody else for their, they might not think it's weird either. Yeah. I love, I love the way you just put that. They're fans of the sport. I think a lot of times in our industry and, you know, other industries, people get so caught up and, well, they want to take a picture with me because uh, obviously, you know, and then they want to pat themselves on the back. You know how many times like I've been in a group and you know somebody take a picture with so-and-so and and then looked at me and went okay who is that guy what is he famous you know and it's like you're right you nailed it it has nothing to do with with that individual a lot of times sometimes it does don't get me wrong those people are going to have their favorites you know if they go to a a pbr and they and they want to take some pictures to remember it and jess lockwood stand there absolutely might be one of their favorites but if Jess wasn't standing there, does that mean they're not going to take a picture? Right. F no, they're going right. to pick the next guy that they see and they're going to get a picture with him. Yep. So it's not just about that. It's about the whole experience and and our job, a world champion's job, an announcer's job, any every bull rider that, that pulls his rope at that event, their job is to promote the sport. Agreed. And the lifestyle. That's your job. Agreed. We are ambassadors of the industry. Yep. And you do that... You know, you, you've done that in the Western sports world. You do that in the hunting world as well. I know that that's taken off a, a big part of your life. I know that, you know, for years, I, I never understood how enthralled you were with the hunting industry. Like, I, I got it. And, and I was like, man, that's Ryan's thing. I don't know why he's so ate up with it, but I get it. Until. Until. Until I went on my first elk hunt, and I've literally thought about it every single day since I left Montana. You talk about, you know, all of your your trophies, you know, you, you look around your man room or whatever it is and, and you've got all those stories from the taxidermy, you know? Yeah. I too have something similar at my house. I look over on a daily basis and see the three hundred wind mag that never got a shot fired through it. <laughs> because I lost the elk. I couldn't find him. Uh, that's a rookie mistake. I can't find him in the scope. No, a rookie mistake is letting someone else dictate when you're going to show up and two, that they're going to have cameras on you at your first hunt ever. Listen, it was this was all according to plan. You were not supposed to, because we talked about this. Like I've been an elk hunting guide yeah. for over 20 yeah. years, and we always talked about your first elk was going to be killed with me guiding right. you. And because of scheduling, <laughs> you ended up going with which awesome another rodeo friend of ours so it was great right like yeah. you went with Bo and scheduling whatever but you know what wasn't meant to be you're still supposed to kill your first elk with me okay well in that case I'm gonna let you pay for the hunt I'm gonna let you set it all up <laughs> should because, we get Decker on the phone <laughs> yeah we need to man that's one thing that that is still haunted me every day is the fact that I had that big bull locked in man and we were 250 yards I was so close most people don't start though like your right. first hunting experience is an elk hunt. Right. Like elk hunt for a lot of people is supposed to be like the pinnacle, the bucket list. You know, they've hunted deer their whole life or they've, or they've, you know, whatever, or they've, or they've started on smaller things and, you know, but I mean, you live right here in Oklahoma, Oklahoma's great deer hunting, yeah. you know, but 
you're busy when you're home. It's if people don't understand that, like when you travel a lot, that time that you are home is really not yours anymore, is it? I've got some decent deer that hang out in my backyard. That's why you that's, got roommate Dave, though. And that's that's no lie. Like, I've got some decent deer that just stroll up to the back yeah. fence. And you think a clown can get an invite? Nope. Well, they're not. They're they're like they're like pets, like every other oh, animal in my the... gosh. <laughs> I just... I, I Yeah, it, it's hard, though. Uh, it's I, hard I, when I would we like don't have to, time. I would like to point out, though, I want to set the scene. Like I explained to you guys out there in Matt West podcast land about the pictures on the wall here in the gym. I want to I want to paint another scene for you. Matt is sitting here behind his desk in his office, and he's talking about his dog with thyroid issues and mm-hmm. the deer, the pets, and all this. And there's a bottle of tanning lotion on the desk with those little goggles that you put. They're bright pink, just like sitting right here, pole position, ready to go. It's not mine. Um, yeah, see. Isn't that what you always used to say when the cops came to? It's not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you this. You have been around long enough to know that uh, while it's my office now that it's just you and me here, (laughs) as soon as Megan walks in Mm -hmm. or Paula walks in, sometimes when Ralph walks in, it no longer is my office. No, and I've not ever been here when Ralph is here, but I am assuming, based on what I know, that I am actually sitting in Ralph's spot. You are on Ralph's How did I know? (laughs) You know, I've threatened, uh, and I think I've told this story on the podcast, I was talking about getting a new piece of equipment here and there, whatever I leave. And I get a phone call from mom and dad and they're like, Hey, we, we got a new piece of equipment for the gym. And I went, what the hell? You guys don't know what I want in the gym. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Got to go Bye. It had already been delivered, unloaded everything. I finally get home wondering what they've bought. New treadmill, new bike, what walk in my office. And there's a couch here. All the, <laughs> the couch. That was the new piece of equipment they got for the gym. And I can tell you, it's probably the most utilized piece oh, of yeah. equipment in this building. You got, what, four chairs in here? This is the first place I just sat and plopped down. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is kind of a cool I got like couch. four chairs that people can actually sit in, and I think there's 12 of those pro wrestling uh, memorabilia folded folding chairs. Still in the boxes and in the plastic. Because what do you do with them? Like, how do you display a metal chair, like a folding chair? I don't know. Why did you buy 12 of them then? I didn't buy them. Oh. True story. They just showed up on my doorstep. Say what? Yeah. Um, again, like, we're very fortunate. I've got some really good friends that have worked for WWE in the past. They know I'm such a huge fan. I'm in the office here at the gym one day, and Dad says, hey, you just got a package delivered. You need to come get it because it's really heavy. <laughs> and they had sent me, like, because they're collector's items. Yeah. Um, That's super I'm cool. getting super into trying to collect as much, like, sports memorabilia. Wrestling is obviously a huge thing for me, but... Yeah. Just trying to, I don't know, collect some things that I think is cool. I like it. And then all the t- all the merch is in here. Yeah. This is also the warehouse for the merch, so make sure you jump online, get you some Westfit merch. That's a really good idea. That's, that's you know. Uh, I wish I knew the, the website location. I could tell you that <laughs> right now. I think, uh, I do know the gym's Instagram is at Westfit okay. I do know and that. And I'll bet the link's in the bio. And I know the links. You can actually shop on Instagram, yeah. which I think is the devil, by the way. Yeah. Because it's good and bad. It's like the good angel and bad angel sitting <laughs> on your shoulders because um, that is where Megan does her work. Yeah, yeah. They have the online boutique and they do all that. Um, but at the same time, I also know that there's other companies in the world that sell to people like Megan. And so yeah, makes me a little nervous sometimes. Well, my wife's been doing beadwork and making earrings and and head stalls for horse like some really cool stuff right 
and she keeps selling stuff. And I know she's making money. I've never seen any of that money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, she has a PayPal. Yeah. And But every time I ask her, there's no money in her PayPal. Weird. So I'm thinking it's like this weird revolving door that like she sells stuff and then she buys stuff maybe. Can I give you a piece of advice yeah. as a friend? Get the password. How to handle that situation? What? No. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask any questions. You're not allowed. Just let it be. You just... Oh. Just let it. That's be. hard because like I'm I'm kind of more like Megan than I am like Matt. Like I'm a control freak. Like I want to know where the money's going. Right. You know, like I gotta know what's going on. I'm a fly by the seat of my pants guy. I've always been that way. Well, you yeah, know that. I you do. hated me at times for that. I know it. Um, it's hard. But that's one thing that I I think is cool because we wanted I wanted to talk to you about you know kind of calling it quits in the the barrel man world because we have been a gazillion miles together. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first time that we worked together. You're going to get this wrong, I'm thinking. Um, well, remember? I was going to ask you to no, tell us about I want the first you to tell me together. if you remember. I'm not good at things like this, but I think, I really do think it was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You got it. Because you thought I was going to say Lake Charles. Yep. Because I always, for some reason, say Lake <laughs> Charles. Lake Charles and Baton Rouge, like, it's Louisiana. It's the same, right? The Chris Shivers Invitational. Yep. Yep. In the sweltering heat of Baton oh Rouge, Louisiana. Right That's on the, the water. the first time I'd ever been someplace that was that human. Remember, we would leave the hotel room, and the insides of the windows were just nothing but condensation. You couldn't even see outside. Yep, I thought we had bad humidity here. Oh, so bad there. So bad. That was actually the first place I met Scott Grover too. Yep, or worked with Scott Grover. Yep, yep. We had a good time. Scott was really skinny back then. Yeah, so was I. Yeah, but you were wearing jean shorts. I'll never forget that you were wearing really? like the old school, not like cutoffs like Daisy Dukes because that would be weird. But like you know the ones well, you that's would buy, now. like the Bugle Boy ones that you would buy with the hem bottom or whatever. Like you were literally wearing jean shorts, a t shirt. And like a gold chain in the production meeting, like you didn't look. I mean, you were you were not dressed, right. you know, like at all. wasn't ready to go to work. And I'd never met you. And I walk into this production meeting, and you know that was, you know, I'm I'm early in my career, just like you were, right? So I'm dressed to go to a production meeting, cowboy hat, starched, you know, because it was Jerome's event. You know, the last thing you want to do is make Jerome upset. Yeah. You know, so I roll in, and there's you, and I'm like, like I literally thought you were like the spotlight operator. I'm like, who is this guy? This is guy? awesome. We would treat them yeah, the exact same way. Absolutely. But I'm like, who is this guy? And then, you know, you've got a day sheet and you're talking. And I'm like, no, no, there's no way. And then then we got introduced and I'm like, huh, okay. What a loser. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see if this guy's any good. But <laughs> you know what part of that is? And and I, I'm thankful. And I think part of my, I don't want to use the word success, but part of the the reason that I've been able to make this uh, a career is I didn't know any better. I didn't I didn't know when I was screwing up and and when I wasn't doing things the right. I was just I was literally showing up and just being me. Yep. And it took away it your 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 penchant to overthink it. Yeah. Like it it made it to where your talent was able to just be pure and show through and you didn't overthink it, you didn't step on yourself. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. I don't know, I got lucky. Yeah. I, I really do. I think you know what though, dude? This whole business, this whole business, I don't care if you're a bullfighter, a barrel man, a rodeo clown, an announcer, sound like there's an amount of luck. There's a lot of talented guys out there that are sitting home. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, right now, there's really a lot of talented guys that are sitting home but they're, they're because really of the COVID, but you know what I'm talking about. Just like in Nashville, it, just like with country music and all of that, just like we're talking about, you know, right place, right time, given an opportunity, having the right connections, all these things come into play. Now, you're only going to get that one shot and you damn sure better capitalize on it yeah. and do a good job, but doesn't matter. If you're the best that ever lived, if nobody gives you that opportunity to show it, it will never matter. You watch House of Cards? I have. I watched not the whole thing, but I watched like the first, I don't know, three seasons. I, I think I'm in season three right now. Yeah. I feel like that's the world. I feel like that's real life. Oh, yeah. I feel like people, I, th- I think there's so much politics. Oh, in my the world. gosh. It, it's crazy. That is a great, that's a great, it's dark. It is dark. But I think every once in a while, like a good one slips through the cracks, not knowing what they're supposed to do uh-huh. or, or politics or anything. Agreed. Like that. I don't mean that in our industry per se. I just like talking about music. I know that there's a lot of mm-hmm. political things that well, happen. there isn't. I mean, if you can't say it if you don't want to, but I'll say it. There's a ton of politics in our business. A hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, tons yeah, yeah. Yeah, of Don't politics. get me wrong. I'm not saying there's not you know, politics in our business. You think that you, you think the best guy always gets the job? No freaking way. No, so, I don't. I don't think that that's. I mean, I, but, that's just life. So, but life's not fair. I don't know if anybody's told you. Yeah, but life isn't always fair. Is there a safe space in here? I need to get in. You're no, because you just dropped a truth bomb on. There's me. not. I there, like, like look. <sighs> okay, wait. Before you go any further, I listened okay. to your podcast a few a few podcasts ago where you said like you were just ready for somebody to come on the podcast and talk politics. Yeah, and really, that's not me. Okay, so don't just just throwing that out there because with my new with my new profession, I've been told to not be polarizing. No, and no, I trust me, I'm not going to get down that rabbit hole here today, but <laughs> it, it'll happen sooner or later. But to talk politics, you know, I got to spend some time with the governor of South Dakota yeah. the other day. That's I'll, a good one. I'll talk about those kind of politics. That's She's a good one. Awesome. Yeah, you see, she just carried the flag at Deadwood I in did. the days of '76, so that wasn't just a one-time deal. Like she is for rodeo and bull riding and, and our western lifestyle she's legit i promise you she didn't show up to make a public appearance Mm-mm. she couldn't care less she showed up because that's part of her life and she wants to lead by example that it is time yep. to remember to live yep now is it okay to say that she's also hot um no like you were thinking it but i can say it or I, no i probably shouldn't say honestly it. did i say it i'm a really big fan of her husband yeah I, it's all right. Really big fan of her husband. I have a lot of husbands, friends that friends as husbands that I have hot wives. It's all right. <laughs> I no, I, she's a beautiful lady. Like and, and they're beautiful people. But yeah, I think that's cool. A family, family first. You know, just all the right things. That's super cool. Yep. Um, I, speaking of family, you got you got your little guy Bridger. Yeah. What's he going to grow up and be? Oh, rock star, elk hunter. At the moment, I'm thinking he might be a pro wrestler. I can really see bruises up and down my body. Like he is just <laughs> rough, man. Like so, and and we've and this is this is certainly no secret and nothing to be ashamed of. But he is he has autism. He was diagnosed right. autistic at two. Yep, he's three and a half now. So there he is in that stage where there are times that I don't know if he's just being a three and a half year old boy. Or if it's the autism, but mm-hmm. he's wild. You know, yeah. he just he loves that sensory. You know, he loves to run and crash. Like he'll run and crash into the couch or run and crash into me. And the rougher I am with him, the more he laughs Tough and loves kid. it. So he just yeah, it's all it's all physical. And and you know, he won't do it as much with mom. It's almost like he knows like he can get away with more with dad. And, and I'll get on the floor with him and throw him around. And mm. you know, it's yeah, it's he's fun, but he is he's a handful. It's all energy. He wakes up in the morning. 
at a dead run, and he runs all day until he crashes in bed at night. He's the exact opposite of me. Oh yeah, no, yes, no. <laughs> if we could bottle his energy, we'd be rich, very rich. So awesome though. <laughs> yeah, he's it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's been great. My wife is a my wife is a saint because obviously somebody's got to work. You know what I mean? We both can't stay home with them all day. So, you know, I go to work, so I get that break, you know, because I'm out doing something or or if I'm traveling to rodeos or whatever, like Alyssa's home. So she, (laughs) yeah, and and of course, like all kids, you know, I don't care autism or not. Kids just have this innate ability to understand how to manipulate and take advantage of the one that they're around the most. He, He pushes Alyssa's buttons more than he pushes mine. Really? Yeah, it's like it's not fair, right? But he's like... I'm with mom all the time. I can try something. things. He knows, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. How is it as a parent? Like, like obviously there's going to be out. some adjustment. No, I, I mean, like, I, it, obviously I think that you have to learn to be more patient maybe. Yes. And that's one thing. I'm not and never, Same. ever Same. have been a patient person. I have a short fuse. Terror. I mean, it's it's been a detractor for a lot of things mm-hmm. in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Even career-wise, it hurts me. But it has. It, it and. Sometimes, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big, I'm also not gonna be the guy that talks religion on your podcast, but, and I have not been a big, we've had this conversation, but so many things have happened in my life in the last three years and since Bridger that, boy, you can't ignore the existence of something greater, you know, and, and, and someday when I can slow down for five minutes, I definitely want to explore that further. And, and I've been trying to open my mind further to that, but yeah, it's, it's like things were put in place, like Ryan, you're going too hard. You're 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 you know you're you're too short fused. You're gonna have a heart attack and die, or you're gonna kill somebody. Yeah. You need to. And, and so what what happened? I get so much piled on me at once that I have no option. Mm-hmm. Like I either have to start having patience and slow down and deal with some things, or it's just all gonna blow up, right? It's, and then the world shuts down. And then yeah, this on top of all that too. Which I think, and I I still I hold steady in my belief that we can find so much positive in the world stopping and making us all slow down because there's going to be a time and it's going to happen tomorrow Mm -hmm. in your life where you go, I wish Bridger was three. Oh yeah. And I could stay home and and spend time with him. I, I truly believe God slammed on the brakes and said, Ryan, you need to be at home right now. Yep. You need to be around that kid right now. Matt, you need to stop everything you're doing. Stop trying to work towards something and yep. enjoy what you have. You bet. I really do believe that. You bet. I feel bad for your parents because they've seen you more than this last four months, and they've seen you in... No, they haven't. They locked their doors. <laughs> oh, they're out. They locked their doors. No, pretended to the take power care of the, So they're on vacation because you're home taking care of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like right. it. Vacation. That's something everybody that thinks, you know, because we travel all the time, yeah. we just live a big vacation. Oh, God. It's so funny. No, it's, and, and, and that's the other funny thing, right? Like you, you'll have some time off. And, oh, where, where are you guys going to go on your time? I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. If I have time off, I'm not going. I don't even want to drive to the end of the driveway. Like if I have time off, I am not going anywhere. You know what vacation is for me? Letting my, the battery on my phone completely die. Yeah, and not turning it back yeah. on or putting it on a charger. But this last four months, if you have not enjoyed more family dinners, yeah. more watching a movie with your kids, more. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't see, yeah, everybody's everybody's broke. It's hurting everybody financially. You know, I'm sorry. And I'm not trying to be blunt, but we're all in the same boat. Everybody's going broke. So there's no sense in bitching about it or putting it on Facebook. Look for the, the, the silver linings and, and 
That's it. Like you get to spend, this is the most weekends in a row. I've been home in 20 some years mm-hmm. and I'm not mad about it. Me you neither. know, I'm really not Matt. Me neither. I, I think that we had to enjoy this. We had to reset. Um, a lot of people are going to be completely bitter about this and that's okay. I, I understand, but if you didn't take time to find positive in this, then someday that's going to come back. And you're gonna you're gonna regret that. I will say this: it's time to kick the damn doors open, though. It, no question. Uh, it's time to go back to work. Uh, enough, everybody. Enough. Enough is enough. You know. It, you know. We're we're past the the initial shock of the fear and the panic and all of that. Like it's a different. We've had time to assess and figure things out. Like it's time. We can't completely. You know, I, no matter what your feelings are, uh, I, I'm not going to get into that, whether this is, you know, real or not or overreacting. I don't, I don't care about all that. There comes a point where you can't, because me and you have watched people that we know completely lose their businesses and they'll never recover. Yeah. That's, that's, that, there comes a point where that is simply not okay. That's, that's not part of the American dream. Right. So, you know, we, we've got to figure out how to make it work. You have know, you, have you guys talked about school? Yeah, because that I mean, that's a conversation that's going to be coming pretty quick. Well, and and it's happening right now. All the schools around the country. Really, it's been like crazy this week. So this must have been some sort of a cutoff. But schools are one by one all around the country starting to make their announcements as to how they plan to right to, to, to function in the fall. And and for the most part. You know, I think most schools are, you know, unless there's something crazy, they're going to try to open. But almost a lot of the schools that I'm seeing are going to also offer mm-hmm. a virtual. So if you if you don't want to send your kids back to school, you don't have to. So what do you what do you as a parent think is best for your kid? I, 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 I'm sorry because I really didn't expect to go down this hole, but I'm, I'm very curious. It's See, it's easy for me. Not easy, but like. There's no question for me with with my child being a special needs child right. and with the autism there is no such thing as e-learning. He will not, will not watch it. like he 100% t- has to be in school. If he is going to develop to his full potential with the autism, these are the most crucial years of his life. He's already, I mean, we're I'm already stressed out from the mm-hmm. 2 months that he's missed. You know, so so to me He's going to school on August 24th there in Neosho when we open. And I'm not even going to second guess it. Like, he has to. Like, there comes a point where, you know, and there are special special education across the country is is really taking a beating. There's parents that are, that are forming class action lawsuits against the special education system because their kids have to get it. Like, it's, right. it's not the same. You know, me or you could just take an iPad home and learn because we're you know, it's, it's different for us. They can't. That is not a realistic option for them. See, this is what frustrates me. This is what gets me. I mean, I get so, it, it almost makes me emotional and, and sorry if I get that way, but it, but it pisses me off to know him that people are so self-centered in their own life that they think, oh, I'm scared of this or I think this way. So this is the way it's got to be done. Look outside of your own freaking eyeballs and start to take a look around at the rest of society. I, I can't see, I, I'm selfish because I don't want to wear a mask. But yet you want to shut down schools, churches, you know, social gatherings. Look around, people. There, there's way more to this life than what you're seeing yeah. on the news. And I'm not going to judge somebody for being scared. This is a scary Same. situation. Agree. You know, people are dying from it. There's no question. And that's scary. No matter what, that's scary. Mm-hmm. People dying from the flu is scary. Everything is 
Dying the is scary. The world is a scary place. Absolutely. Dying is scary. So I will never judge somebody for being scary. But I just, I my only thought is it's, it's I have a hard time understanding how ruining businesses and shutting down the world economy is going to help the matter. Like, I, gra- I guarantee we're in not in a good spot. There's no right answer. There is no right answer. But it's just it's just tough. It's very tough right now. There's never a right answer when two sides, two parties, two individuals cannot find the commonality of just having a conversation. Nope. When you're so set in your ways, mm-hmm. one way or the other, oh, yeah. there's no right answer. And that's a great point because I'm not going to sit here like, obviously, because of my lifestyle and what I do, pretty easy to guess which way I lean. Yeah. But I don't care. That side has made plenty of mistakes also. Absolutely. Both sides have made mistakes. Yeah. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of the division. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree, the country's man. supposed to come first, not the fight. Yep. I, I completely agree. And that that until that happens, we're screwed. Oh yeah. Until people start to remember that, you know what? This country comes before everything. And you know the only place that can happen, Matt? Where? Is at the polls. Yeah. So vote. Don't yeah. bitch. Don't complain if you're not going to go vote. Yep. Uh, I, I just, I have a hard time. I watched, you know, the other night, the WNBA and, and players leaving the court because the national anthem, that national anthem didn't do anything wrong to you. That national anthem to me represents so many men and women who have fought for freedoms like that. Um, I, in church the other day, it was interesting the way the preacher put it, you know, God went and died for Jesus. God sent Jesus to die for our sins all of our sins, all of us, whether we were staunch believers or not. I feel like Jesus died for all of our sins, not to go all preacher here, but those men and women who have fought and defended our freedoms died for all of us, whether we agreed with their politics or not. We owe them that respect, period. I believe that too. That's that's my opinion. You know, we anyway. we have in five minutes covered every topic we said we weren't going to copy. Yeah, yeah it didn't it. take so, us long. So but, back to rodeo okay. talking. Uh, Let me ask you this: You had your back waxed lately? No, God, really? Uh, <laughs> so, all right, I don't know how many dude like you, you've seen the movie Forty Year Old Virgin, yeah. where Steve Carell and he's screaming. He's like, oh, Kelly Clarkson. He, I, I now know that he was not acting. That was real. That life. was real. I tried to get my back I waxed. I but... never, uh. ever felt pain like that. And I got a piece of my back waxed less than the size of this little post-it note right, right. here. That's it. That's all I had. And women think we're sissies because it hurts us so bad. I punched the wall. I thought I punched through the wall. If I could have got a hold of my wife after she had just ripped that and all the hair off my back, you would have hugged I, her. I would have given her a nice warm hug. There you go. Yes. And told absolutely. her how much you love her. Absolutely. Just not at this moment. Not you needed right some now. distance. But I mean, all of it hurts. Even put like I thought it was only gonna hurt at the end, you know, when they pull it off. No, even putting the wax on her, it's like a cauldron of boiling wax, like you see on the like where they boil humans alive. And it's they like put it that. on with the inside of a popsicle. Yeah. And what? they're and they're rubbing it on you, and it's literally giving you third degree burns. There, that's how it starts. But and, what they don't oh, understand is they, so they they say, "Well, I get this waxed and that waxed all the time, once a week or whatever." Your hair, like I'm sorry, but the hair on my back is longer than the hair on your legs. Absolutely. And when you're putting that stuff on, it pulls and oh, it hurts. It was it was horrible. So literally, I now have. Just that much of my back waxed. Just I, a that little was pat. It. Just the one, just the one shot deal. I said I'm good. 
She's like, but we have to do the rest of it. I'm like, no, no. I, I posted it the other day in Instagram story. I love, thank God for Megan. Out in the backyard, just shaving my back. Yep. Hey, I have, just made me think. We're talking about back shaving. On Why is Manscaped not a sponsor of this podcast? Manscaped sponsors every podcast in the world. Except mine. And I actually... Well, don't they even have ties to your chosen profession? Didn't yeah. see Manscaped them in Vegas? Was, Manscaped sponsored yeah. the PBR. Yeah. So well, why are they not... Listen, if you work for Manscaped... Or you know anybody not, that does. And you have not seen a picture of Matt West in a tank top, or better yet, with his shirt off, he is the poster child... I'm the before picture. Ma- yeah, oh, 100% the before picture. I'm the before picture. Matt is... I mean, you're a hairy man. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I'm like Sasquatch. Absolutely. After... He taken a month off. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, literally, it could be a great case study. Yeah, I agree. You know, so let's so so reach out out there in podcast <laughs> land. If you know somebody, if you if you just want to, let's campaign for it. You know, Manscaped for Matt West. Start hashtagging it. Start posting. Blow up their DMs. Wait, wait a minute. You did that once before, and it actually got some legs. I know that was great, though. Well, it was so mayor you just of Delaware, Oklahoma, randomly started hashtagging Matt West for mayor. Yep. And first it, of all, explain. I mean, I know you probably have your people probably know this, but like, how big is Delaware? Oklahoma? I live outside of a town of about three hundred people. Okay, so so it's not like you were it's right. not like we were hashtagging for you to be the mayor of New York City, which obviously I could do a better I, job I, than they could right now. I I'm not you. not going there either. I I will. I, I would be more than happy to take over that position. But anyway, I'll tell you how old that hashtag Matt West for mayor campaign was. It was on Twitter. Like we did, we weren't even using Instagram. I'm so back bad then. at Twitter. Yeah, I don't. Mine's just linked to my Instagram. What's funny is like now when I ask anybody, you know, hey, you know, you on Instagram? Well, I got a Twitter. Yeah, you're a thousand years old. TikTok. I got a TikTok. I don't because I no, think I don't. I'm I was going to say like, that's that's what people say. <laughs> I like I got a TikTok. It's a spy. It's um, so weird. You also have um, an affection for outdoors, mm-hmm. for elk. Yep. For hunting. Talk a little bit about elk madness. Ah, uh, so. Literally nothing more than a passion project, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just I'm so so ate up with elk hunting. It's been I lived in, in you know, I live down here in Missouri now, but most of my adult life, most of our time as friends, I've lived in Montana. That's that's kind of you know, it's not where I was born, but it's pretty much where I'm from. You like got to Montana as, by way of New York. I did. I was born in upstate New York and and started rodeo in there and it's beautiful it's, up there. It's by the it's way. a you know, if you've it's never not been New York there, City. No. Absolutely not. And so, but moved to to Montana and, and really that's where my career grew. Um, but honestly, I moved to Montana because I wanted to be, I wanted to live where I could hunt elk. That's how important it was. And I did. I mean, I, I chased elk for a hundred days a year, you know, for 20 years and guided and still guide, still go up there and guide. So I started a little, little lifestyle brand because I, I do work in the marketing industry. So it was very very easy for me to just sort of on the side start a little lifestyle brand, little mm. thing I call it Elk Madness. You know, we do you know hats and T-shirts and got an Instagram page. You know, but nothing, nothing fancy. It's it's no, it's not a money maker by any means. It it costs me money. <laughs> it's so, it, like Trust if you, me. If you buy, I understand. If you buy a hat from me and I ship it to you, by the time you've got the hat, it probably cost me more than it cost you. But I, it, it's just you know, I'm I'm not a good businessman when it comes to merch and all of that because I, I don't. 
don't care. I've given so many of them away to, yeah. to friends and because I just, I don't know, I just, it means something to be part of, the, of growing a community mm-hmm. of people who are, who enjoy elk hunting like I do. That's all. So, so whatever it is, what it is, what it is. But yeah, it's, it's, that's just be kind of become my thing. But yeah, it's, you know, all it took was five days on an elk hunt for you to become yep. hooked. Yeah, you it's kind of like opening a gym. Sounds good in theory. And mm-hmm. a lot of people make money on it, but not this guy. No. No, it's it's a passion project, and, and and it shows how much you enjoy it and love it, and I mean you're consumed by it a lot of times, which I think is good. I think I think people should find something in life they enjoy that much. I have managed. I tell a lot of people this, you know, when people are like unhappy in their job or unhappy with their life or they don't know what they want to do. Like, not saying that this hasn't come with great sacrifice, and I was able to do it because I spent most of these years single. I didn't right. have any responsibilities. I wasn't trying to feed a kid. I'd only worry about myself. So that's the only way that that sort of thing works. However, for more than 20 years, I have made a complete living doing only what I want to do. Yeah. Be- between rodeoing and hunting, whether it's hunting, guiding, or doing some of the marketing and, 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 and content stuff that I do in the, mar- in the hunting world. That's it. That's yeah. all I've done to make a living in, in, for over 20 years. But, and, but I did that. Like I made the conscious decision that that's what I was going to do and I was going to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I just did. I was stubborn. I, I passed up other opportunities. I just, you know, you got to just be stubborn. You just got to say, no, this is going to work. And it, and so it does, you know. I, I think at the end of it, you have to realize there's, there's two roads to go down. And the road that I would always encourage everybody to go down is the road that leads you to a life that you want to live. We both know people that are getting up and going to a job that they can't stand. <coughs> Sorry, COVID. Um, oh, jeez. You're not worried. They're your going to a job that they despise, mm-hmm. working with people they don't want to be around. Yep. And I feel like there's always a choice. You might not make as much money. Yep. You might not have as nice of a car. But what's more important to you? The the nice car mm-hmm. or being happy? Because there is happiness out there for everybody. There, there's no question. And the one thing that people forget about when when trying to make that decision they forget that if they keep the safe job that they mm-hmm. hate and they do that, they forget about that one very dangerous thing that's going to happen with that. Regret. Yeah. The worst word in the world. Regret. And what's regret lead to? Resentment. And then you're just an unhappy, grumpy bastard. Yeah. You know, like it just, I, early in my life, I decided, you know what? Regret. I don't, I hate regret. I'm not going to regret it. Like, I'm going to try it. I'm doing it right now. You know, my, mm-hmm. my new, I have compartmentalized my life into the previous 20 years and I have now a plan for my next 20 years and I've burnt the ships. I'm all in, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't have a fallback. I don't have, I am all in, but I am going into the, the real estate business mm-hmm. in, in the hunting world, selling yeah. hunting properties in Kansas and Missouri. I'm going to work for a, a super excited about going to work for this brokerage out of Kansas city called Midwest land group. Um, I'm just, I'm super super excited and ready for this but i have to look at this the same way i did what i did 20 years ago right i'm all in i'm going to make this work you talk about the word regret i think that you know just ahead of that word regret is a little word called content Mm -hmm. and i think that they are they are perfectly in line with each other because once you get content with anything i think that's what ultimately kind of leads you down contentment is dangerous it is it is um, I, I love people that, that constantly want to get better every day. And that's why I say at the end of this podcast, every day is an opportunity to get better. Yep. It, I really, truly believe it is in, in some facet of your life, yep. even if it's just being a good person. 
and you have to understand like how attainable that really is. Like, don't look at it as some some huge thing. If you read one or two pages of a new book in a day, you know, like in the evening before you go to bed or whatever, you just made yourself better. Like, it's a very consumable thing. Don't look at it as this huge. Well, okay, I, I didn't do anything to make myself better today. I'll do it tomorrow. Because if you look at it as a big undertaking, you'll keep putting it off. If you realize how incredibly easy it is to do something little every day to make yourself better, at the end of 365 days, you'll go, holy crap, I did a lot. The easiest one for me that I always tell everybody, just smile at a random stranger. Yep. Smile at a random stranger because it makes both of your days better. Yep. And I promise you, the the good feeling you get when somebody smiles back or says, hey, how are you? Absolutely. That's going to multiply. You're going to do it again, uh-huh. five feet down the street, and then, yep. con- then all of a sudden, you're going to wake up and all of your days are going to be better. I have found it, it's just the weirdest thing. Some people maybe think that I'm insane when I do it, but like if I'm walking out of a store and somebody's walking in, I will hold the door for them and be like, mm-hmm. you have a nice day. Yep. And some people probably think I'm a crazy person. I have friends. But you know what? I walk away from that encounter smiling. I don't know why. I can't explain it. But by me just initiating a, you have a nice day or whatever with somebody, it just makes me feel good. I have friends. We have we have mutual friends that every time I say something like that, like just smile at a random stranger or tweet it out there. I know like I, I hear them talking behind my back about, well, Matt's super cheesy or whatever, yada, yada, yada. You know what? I smile about it because it's taken me decades mm-hmm. of life to get to a point where that guy talking shit because I want to be happier does not affect me anymore. Yep. I, I will look at it every once in a while and go, man, that bums me out because like I really genuinely want to have a, a whatever a, a good relationship with that person yeah but if you're not on on board with being better i don't need you what do they say keep hustling until your haters ask if you're hiring yeah i love that quote we were talking the other day just about uh i think click and i were talking about the word hustler mm-hmm. because at some point in life the word hustler has taken on somewhat of a negative connotation and i said you know, we grew up, you go back and listen to the podcast because we talked about it. And I said this, I said, when you're a kid in sports, what do they tell you? Hustle. Yeah. Hustle. 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 Yeah. That's the number one piece of advice you get from any coach. Oh yeah. Any good you know, hustle. Yep. Good hustle. Good hustle. Yep. It's the number one piece of advice and it's the number one reward you get. Yep. Why at a certain point in our life, do we look at that as a negative aspect? Mm-hmm. I love, I love I would I would love for somebody to go, that man, he's a hustler. Mm-hmm. Damn right. I'm a hustler, baby. I'm a hustler, baby. <laughs> man, I'm glad we did this. I'm, I'm glad you uh, took time out of your busy life to cruise over here and uh, and say hey and us to kind of get to catch up a little bit. Any excuse to pop into Nowata, Oklahoma is a good excuse. And sit on the couch in the gym. Not work out, but sit on the couch. Ralph's, Ralph's couch. That's right. This uh, is like the third time I've been in this gym. I've never lifted anything heavier than a bottle of water. I okay. Just, but that's going to change. So we're on the we're same gonna page. You, we're going to get you in gear. And, yeah. uh, get well, that's the, the other part of my next 20 years of my life that I'm talking about. Like, Pretty easy to make it through from 20 to 40 without you know, right you don't have yeah. to you, you know you, I think, if you're lucky and you're not an overweight person or whatever like i was blessed with decent genetics but now that i'm 45 none of that matters anymore you know a great philosopher once said in my next 30 years i'm gonna watch my weight eat a few more salads and not stay up so late goodness i you know I think that great philosopher girl. also said faith will you marry me yeah and okay not everything that comes and out she of- did 
Yeah. All right. Uh, social media. Social media at Elk Madness at Rocket Ryan Rodeo. Cool. Either one of those, and you can get me if you do want to reach out to me on DMs. I will share those photographs of Matt that I told you about. That is not true. <laughs> it won't happen. Um, but I, man, I, I we've been friends a long time, and uh, I know we'll do this again. So I appreciate it. Well, Don't thank you, buddy. I appreciate it and had a good time. We will continue to bring you this podcast. Uh, thanks to our friends at Mans. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That's it. I like that, though. That, that you kind of really just, idea. yeah, just put it just in Just showing what could be. Could you be. bet. What, what might have been. Um, don't forget, everybody, every day is an opportunity to be better. I am Matt L. West. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.